0: zone, or we could say the comfort zone. So many people are living on the edge. And I don't mean by living on the edge, the cutting edge. I mean we live in a very stressed out society. So I've got a question for you this morning. Are you living an unsustainable life? Have you ever found yourself saying to yourself or to someone else, You know what? I can't do this much longer. I cannot keep this up forever. This is just too much. Well, not only does God want you to live a powerful life, but He wants you to live a peaceful life. So let's pray and let's ask the Lord to minister to our hearts through His Word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that You would minister life encouragement and lifting to your people today and we ask it in jesus name and we receive it amen Amen. numbers 11 verse 10 then moses heard the people weep throughout their families every man in the door of his tent and the anger of the lord was kindled greatly moses was also displeased as moses said to the lord why have you afflicted your servant and wherefore have I not found favor in your sight, that you lay the burden of all these people upon me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? When should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear this people alone, because it is what? (coughs) Too heavy for me. Now, it is extremely unfashionable in American culture to say I've had enough. And I just cannot do this anymore. But I say to you that it's all right and it's okay to say I have reached my limit. We're not very good at recognizing our limits. I mean, just go to a buffet after church. (laughs) We live in a culture that says you can do it all. You can have it all. And you can be it all. And the truth is, is that is a lie. You can only be and you can only do what he has called you to be and what he has called you to do. Think about all of the information overload. Americans basically live their life on being mentally tilted. They can't handle it anymore. There are limits that you and I face. There's time limits. How many of you know? No matter how many time management seminars that you may attend, you're never going to have more than 24 hours in a day. (laughs) Here's Here's some overload warnings fatigue, stress, loss of joy. Irritability is a sign of being on overload. I want to encourage you to find your safety zone. Find your comfort zone and live in it. You do not have to be. You do not have to do everything. A word in my spirit is this. Don't go beyond the grace that God has placed upon your life. I have made this decision long, long time ago and it's kept me and it's sustaining me. And I think it's a a wise choice for some of you to make today and that is this. My confession is, I have no space for what I have no grace for. It's a good motto. If you have no grace give it no space give it no room if it's not going to bloom if it's not going to bear fruit give it no room in John 15:8 Jesus said this he said herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit so shall you be my disciples now i don't know if we have any gardeners or farmers here today but i do know one thing for there to be continued fruit and for there to be a continued flow there's got to be some pruning that takes place from time to time i take a look at my life and my schedule and i say you know what this was good for this season but you know what that season's over it's not that it's a bad thing, it's a good thing, but for this season it's not necessarily a God thing. And the spirit of the Lord lives on the inside of you and he will show you what is fruitful in your life and what will bloom as you give it room. Now notice with me in Philippians 4:13. I want you to look at this scripture if you would. Philippians the 4th chapter and the 13th verse says that I can do all things through Christ. Who what? I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. The Amplified says I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. That am I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I want to say to you, Philippians 4.13 has been taken to its extremes. The truth of the matter is, I cannot do all things that Christ has not given me to do. I cannot do all things that I am not graced to do. But when I find out the will and the plan of God and begin to rely on His strength and not my strength, you better believe that we can do all things Through Christ, which strengthens me. But I can't be Pavarotti. You know, I I, I can't be the greatest singer in the world. Find out where your lane is. Find out where your grace is and begin to excel in it. He only gives you strength and ability to do what He is authoring in your life to do. Look at Exodus chapter 18. And I want us to notice verse 13. Look at your neighbor and say, Live in the safety zone. zone. Exodus 18, 13 says, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from morning to the evening. Long day. Ever had a long day? And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that you're doing to the people? Why do you sit here all by yourself and all the people stand from you from morning until night? Did you know this? And this is a pastoral message, by the way. I don't always preach like this, but I feel the anointing. Do you know that some people get so much value out of what they do that they won't let anybody help them? Or they have so much pride in their life that they think that they're the only ones that could do it right. And so his dad-in-law says, What are you doing? All these people stand around you and get you to do stuff for them all day Long, and some of you have family members like that. Some of you are doing stuff for people that they should be doing for themselves. One sided relationships is not, will not ever be God's will. Doing all the giving. While someone else does, all the taking is not God's plan for your life. And don't you be deceived by people that will manipulate your emotions. How many of you are tired of people taking advantage of you? Look at all those hands. It's your fault. It's my fault. Nobody can make you do those things. so what do we need to do? We need to establish a safety zone. We need to establish some boundaries. Boundaries. You know what boundaries are like, don't you? Don't you know they are like fences. They keep unwanted things out of your life. You know, if you have a fence, your neighbor's dog can't get over the fence and poo in your yard. Some of you are getting dumped on daily. (laughs) By people. You got that fence around your yard? A jogger can't get by and trample on your flowers. So Moses' father-in-law says, what are you doing? He says, because the people come to me. Listen to this very carefully. Just because someone thinks they're having an emergency at 4 a.m. doesn't mean that you need to get up and attend to it. Most of those people that are in that EM, that emergency mode, have had an emergency for 25 years every day. And they've decided to disrupt your sleep and solve it now. Come on now. Now, if it's a real emergency, what do you do? You attend to it. You deal with it. But you just cannot let people use you and abuse you. And trust me, they will. Your children will. Uncle Buck will. Your relatives will. Your friends will. Pookie and them will. <laughs> Al and Alicia will. They will abuse you. They will use you. And when you need them, they won't be there for you. Don't let it happen. You've got to learn... To say I got a time management seminar in two letters. You know what that you know what that word is? No. Everyone say it. No. no. Learn to say no. Now you don't have to be mean when you say no. You can say no with a smile on your face. <laughs> Pastor Mark, can I come preach at your church? No. Can I do this program in your church? No. <laughs> you don't have to... See, sometimes people think when they say no that it's not loving. No sometimes is the most loving thing that you can say and do. Come, come on, I know I'm preaching good. How many you remember the anti-drug motto? Just say what? You know, a lot of Christians, they're addicted to speed. Not meth. Not the drug. The lifestyle. It's easy to become addicted to the adrenaline that a fast lifestyle produces. Going faster and faster and faster makes us feel important. We have to learn in our lives to just... Say no. How many of you ever made a to do list before? How about how many of you ladies have a honeydew list? <laughs> Someone just raised their hand. Why not think about making a not to do list? Or how about a what matters most list, like spending time with your children. You see, healthy relationships in our lives, the ones that mean the most, the one with my wife, the one with my two sons, the one with my granddaughter, those healthy relationships are nurtured in the margins of our life. I want to encourage you to build some margin into your life. Don't schedule yourself so tight that you don't have room to breathe. And because we have no margin in our life, we have shallow relationships with shallow people. Think about it. Why not schedule a little margin in between your appointments? Why not spend quality time with the ones that you love the most? Come on, somebody. Notice verse 16 of Exodus chapter 18. Just some food for thought today. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and the other, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that you are doing... Say it. Has anybody come alongside you in your life and said, You know what? The thing you're doing is not good. It's not good. It's not good. In verse 18, he said, Thou will surely wear away both you and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. You are not able to perform it thyself alone. And so what we're talking about here this morning is establishing boundaries, living in the safety zone. And if there are areas in your life that are unbalanced, get them back in balance. I've had to do that over the course of years where the Spirit of the Lord has brought, my, brought to my attention, you know what, you're out of balance in that area. What you need to do is come back into balance. Balance is very, very key to living a stress-free life. Balance and living in the comfort zone is key. Look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, in the Amplified Version. You see, if we don't live a balanced life, what we do is we open up the door to the enemy. 1 Peter 5 8 says this Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring, fierce, hungered lion seeking someone to seize upon and devour. I believe an unexamined life is an open door to the enemy. Examine your life. Ask the Lord to show you areas that you have become imbalanced in. It might be your entertainment. I don't know exactly what it might be. Think about all of the pressure that this culture imposes on us. The number one complaint of our culture is stress. All the noise, the cell phones, the pager, the expectations, the amount of money to live needed to live, information overload, emphasis on success and material possessions. You got to keep up with this and keep up with that. No, you don't. You ask a person, "Well, how you doing?" If you say, fine, they think something's wrong with you. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you sure? You know why that is? Because the number one answer that you get from people when you ask them, how are you doing? Busy? Well, you have any time next month? No, I'm going to be really, really busy. Busy, busy, busy. Turn over to Psalm 91. Psalms 91. And let's, uh, let's work with this for a little while. What do you say? Amen. Let's work with this just a while. Psalms 91. In verse 1 it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. Everyone say Secret place. The secret place. Now, the secret place is His presence, is it not? And the secret place is His Word. And so this secret place is a place of great safety. And He says, if you want to have balance in your life, you need then to live within the borders of My Word. Because My Word shows you how to live. His Word shows you how to love your wife as christ loves the church his word gives you wisdom when wisdom is needed did you know that his word will show you how to be a great employee his word will show you how to be a great employer his word will show you how to love your neighbor as yourself his word will also show you how to use your time wisely His word will show you how to speak the truth in love when there's a word that needs to go into a person's life that needs to hear it. He's saying now, live within the borders of my word. Live within the confines of my word. And as you live within the borders of my word, it will set you free. Verse 2. He said, I will say of the Lord that you are my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I lean and rely. And in Him I confidently trust. I think I'll just preach a while. Listen very carefully. The promises that I am about to read in the rest of this chapter of Psalms 91, they are dependent upon you and I meeting the requirements of verse 1 and verse 2. And those requirements are abiding. And living in the safety zone. And living in the secret place. Is anybody interested in being safe in a turbulent world? Well, glory to God. When you're living the way that I'm instructing you to live, the enemy will not be able to infiltrate your life. Look with me in verse 3, right on through the rest of this chapter. Actually, don't put it up on the screen. Let me read it because you won't be able to keep up. He says, for then, for then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions. Under his wings you will trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler to you. He says, if you will live in the safety zone, guess what? You will not be afraid of the terror of the night nor of the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lays waste at noonday. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not When you're living within the safety zone, within the borders of God's Word, it may come against you, but it will not overtake you. The Bible says in verse 8, this is good food. Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is your refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? For he shall give his angels a special charge over you, and they will keep you not in a quarter of your ways, not in half your ways, but they will keep you in all your ways. When you live a balanced life and you have your priorities in line with the Word of God, there is nothing that can come against the, 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 your house that will tear it down. You'll be able to stand in this day and in this hour. The Bible says, you shall tread upon the lion and the adder. What does that mean? That means you have authority over evil spirits. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. In other words, you will not be devoured, but you'll be walking on top of serpents and scorpions. Now listen to this. Because you as a mom and dad, you as a parent, you as a Christian, you as an employer, as an employee, because you have set your love upon me, guess what? I'll deliver you. I will set you on high. Because you know and you understand my name. Because you have a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, and my kindness. And you trust and rely on me, knowing that I will never forsake you. No, never. I'm telling you, His hand is upon people who live in the safety zone. Who live in the borders of God's Word. And listen to this. He shall call... Upon me. And I will. He didn't say, I'll think about answering him. He said, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Man, if you want anybody to be with you in trouble, it's the Lord man if you ever want anybody to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother in this day and in this hour it is El Shaddai the God is more than enough I mean you can have the greatest security guards in the whole wide world 350 pound Samoans all muscular but they can't touch our elder brother who said he would never leave us nor never forsake us he's with us in trouble I want Him there for me in my day of storm. I want Him there for me when I face turbulence, when I face trouble. But in order for Him to be there for me, I need to be there for Him. You know, we talk about how much the Lord is on our side. The Lord is on our side. But are we on His side? Are we living... Within the borders of His Word. Are we doing our best to hear, to hearken, and to obey everything He's called us to do? Come on. He'll call upon me. I'll answer Him. I'll be within trouble. I will deliver Him. And I will honor Him. Listen, friend. It's an honorable thing when you live according to the Bible. And if you live according to the Bible and honor Him, He will honor you. Verse 16, he says, with long life will I satisfy him and I will show him my deliverance. I will show him my salvation. Look with me at Psalms 147, verse 14 in the Amplified Version. I want you to see this. This is so good. Notice this. It says, he makes peace in your borders. When you set boundaries, when you have margin in your life, when you live within the borders of God's Word, the Bible says there's peace in your borders. In other words, there's peace in your life. Everything is not always in uproar. No. And He will fill us with the finest of the wheat. Listen. Borders, boundaries, margins all provides safety for us. You ought to let the enemy know this morning, Mr. Devil, I'm living my life in the borders of God's Word. And a couple of years ago, Brenda wrote a great book called, anybody know the name of it? I see some of you don't have that book. It's on sale in the bookstore right now. Years ago, she wrote a book called Making the Most of Your, what? Meltdowns, okay? Think about a book. A book has margins, right? Everything just doesn't run together. But it gives that reading experience a sense of order and it gives it a sense of peace. If you read a book and everything just ran together, It'd be real confusing. And a lot of people are living their lives without margin. Everything's just kind of running together. We're up at four, work till six, dinner, and then we're rushing to the PTA meeting. And then we're going over to soccer. And then the phone's ringing. And then we've got to get this report done by 5 a.m. It's crazy. It's overload. There's no margin. I don't know if I'm doing a good job today or not, but you got to have, when, when, when John and James lived in our home, we had borders. We had boundaries. They just could not watch anything on television they wanted to watch. They could not just listen to any kind of music they wanted to listen to. And I inspected I made sure that the border cop was on the job. You know, not just because we're pastors, but not going to church was not an option for our kids. Well, Pastor, were you afraid what the deacons might say? No. I found a scripture that if I would bring my children up in the nurture, in the admonition of the Lord, when they got older, they wouldn't depart from it. See, there, there's a, there, there was a line drawn in our parenting. You don't, you don't stay out past a certain time. You don't, you don't hang around with people that do drugs. Lines, borders. Now, did we have challenges with our boys? Sure, we had challenges with them. Every decision you make is going to be challenged. Every border or boundary you set is going to be challenged. Sure, it's going to be challenged. But if you will stay steadfast on your commitment and your decisions, you will see too it that your children don't live a confusing life. You see, without boundaries in your household it brings confusion in your family. It brings confusion. You know, when you tell them not to smoke and you light up a Marlboro? When you tell them, hey, marijuana's bad for you? We might as well get real. You know, when you tell them, don't watch this on television, you're sitting there feasting on all that junk? See, children are going to follow your example. Amen. And so, in relationships, in child-rearing, there's got to be some boundaries. There's got to be some things that are set. Now, I think that it's awful to be legalistic with your kids about Jesus. You know, if you just absolutely lay down the letter of the law all the time, your kids are going to grow up resenting their relationship with the Lord. Are you listening to me? And so you yourself need to live a balanced life with God in Jesus' name. Turn to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 18. What is margin? Margin is the space between my load and my limit. Between my work and my obligation. In Isaiah 60, verse 18, he says, Violence shall no more be heard in your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Amen. How many of you want your family to be peaceful? Set some boundaries. Look with me at Luke chapter 10. And we'll notice here in verse 38 through 42. Say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Your word is working. working. It's working in my life. It's life. It's It's working in my family. What does margin do? Margin helps you to distress your life. Sometimes you just don't pick the phone up. Because you know that if you answer the phone, that call will cause you to be late. Let me ask you this How many of you kind of feel hurried sometimes in the morning? How does hurry work for you? Does hurrying help you or does it cause more problems? How many serious accidents do people have because they were in a... How many mistakes are made due to being in a hurry? We forget things when we're in a hurry. The water's left on. The bathtub floods over. Hurry has a bad effect on our health. It zaps energy. Worry... And hurry are two main causes of anxiety. Look at Luke chapter 10. Verse 38 it says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet. And what did she do? But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her that she come help me. And Jesus answered her and said, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about how many things? But, she's, but he says, one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So we see here that Martha was too busy, that Martha was overly occupied. And when we get in that state, we miss important things. You know, if you're too busy, the bottom line is you're just too busy. You need to cut some things out of your life. Children grow up and we barely know them. Did you know that you can be married to someone you don't even really know? Think about that. Being married for 25 years and not even knowing the person. You feel tired. you have never taking time to rest. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. And notice with me in verse 15 and 16, he says, in Ephesians 5, he says, See then that you walk circumspectly or wisely, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, I like what the Amplified he says. He says, Look carefully then on how you walk. Live purposely and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. And so he's saying to us today that live within the borders of my word Find your Sabbath rest, come on somebody, and make sure that you don't work yourself to the bone, that you don't work yourself so hard that you don't have any time to nurture relationships. I believe this, that we need to balance out work with rest. And then we need to establish boundaries concerning who we let into our lives. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. I know this is quite a large message, but it's a good message. And it's a message that we need to hear from time to time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, notice with me in verse 9 through 11. Some of you must be thinking pretty hard. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. He says, I wrote unto you an epistle not to company with fornicators. You don't want to let them into your life. Right. Yet not all together with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or with idolaters... For then must ye needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, a covetous, or an adulterer, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such, and one, no, not even to eat. (laughs) That's pretty plain, isn't it? So what this is saying is we need to establish boundaries concerning those who we let into our lives, and how intimate we become with them. Amen. I believe this, that God will bring across your path people that are serious about the Lord. And that God will bring people across your path that are winners, that are seeking first the kingdom of God, His way of being and doing right, and who will have a positive influence on your life. Now, those are the kind of people that you want to have close fellowship with. People that are absolutely sold out to the Lord. You see, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says corrupt manners or wrong associations corrupt good manners. If you want to operate in the wisdom of God, make sure you surround yourself with the right kind of people. And set and establish boundaries for people that would want to get into your life that would bring you down. Say, no, I'm not available. I can't do that. I can't go there. Why? You think you're too good for me? No, I don't think I'm too good for you. I've just decided to live my life within the borders of God's word. You see, I am now a Christian. Well, I'm a Christian too. Yeah, but I am a sold out Christian. And I don't go to places that I used to go to. Now, you go there if you want to go. But as for me, I'm not going there. I'm going to avoid the Isle of temptation. Therefore, I cannot fellowship with you. Amen. And you need to watch out. You need to beware of men who want to check the merchandise out before they marry you. And it happens all the time. People come along your path and try to get you in the sack. Try to get you to do things that are unscriptural to do. You need to make sure that you cut those relationships off. That you don't hang around with people like that. But you establish a boundary and said, you know what? I've put my stake in the ground. I belong to Him. But not only do I belong to Him, I'm going to live for Him. And I'm setting a boundary here. I am not going there. I'm not going there with you. And by the way, don't call me anymore. Amen. Right. Somebody says, yeah, but that's a brother. That's a sister. Yeah, but that's a carnal brother and a carnal sister. Let God deal with them. You go live your life the way that God's called you to live it. You go about your business with God and let them be and do what they want to be and do. You be who you are in God and let them do what they want to do. Yeah, but pastor, if I go to the bar, I might just save him from getting drunk. You'll be falling down drunk in another minute or two. Now, I understand that this is pretty bold and this is pretty, pretty out there. But it's really important, man. It's important that you set the boundaries. You're not who you used to be. You can't in, listen... You cannot enjoy what you used to enjoy. I know it's true. I know it's right. How do you know, Pastor? Because I tried it, all right? I tried it guilty. I tried it. But now I'm sanctified. I'm washed. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You can't enjoy marijuana no more. You can toke on that thing all day and you'll just get miserable and miserable. You won't get high, you'll get low. It's the truth. You cannot enjoy the spirit of this world once you've come into the kingdom of God and you have tasted and you've seen that the Lord is so good to you. If your right hand offends you, brother, you better cut it off. If your eye offends you, you better pluck it out. What God is saying, build some margin in your life. Set some boundaries. Say goodbye to some of those old cronies. They never did anything for you. They'll never do anything for you. And you, they never will. So you might as well just walk right with God. And head to your future with grace. And the life of God in you. Good preaching. I know I'm preaching good. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. And in your marriage, you need to protect your marriage from intruders. Not every brother that comes in the name of the Lord is coming in the name of the Lord. They may come in after your wife. They may be coming after your husband. Talking all serpy and sloppy agape. And you got to watch it, man. The enemy's a thief. He comes to rob. He comes to steal. He comes to destroy. Protect the wife that God has given you. Protect your husband that he's given you. Now that doesn't mean you need to be all paranoid and she can't run to the store. But I tell Brenda all the time, especially when she goes to the Southland Mall, I said, now you watch your surroundings. You watch your surroundings. You watch yourself. Brenda's got some real foxy clothes. She didn't grow up like I did. She grew up pretty naive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes she says, can I wear this to church? I say, no. You can't. He said, are you kidding me? We're at Friday night on our date. Absolutely. I am protective of my wife. We've been married 35 years, and I'm ready to go another 35. I'm protecting myself from outside intruders, I'm telling you. Years ago, you know, when we were first married in one of our first churches that we passed with, some of these sisters come on like they're real prayerful and intercessors, you know. (laughs) Can I pray with you? Uh, You know, and just, and some of us guys are stupid. We don't pick up on things like that sometimes. Brenna said, Now I'm warning you. She warned me. I'm warning you stay away from her. Don't talk to her. Her motives aren't right. Really? Yeah, really. And over the process of time, it it turned out that she was a person that was an adulteress. Not with me, thank God. (laughs) Amen. You know, we might as well just talk where people live. I don't counsel anyone from the opposite sex one-on-one. I don't do it. It's a golden rule. It's a boundary I've set. Well Pastor, can I can I come in and and see you I want to talk to you about my marriage. Is your husband gonna come? Oh no, he can't make it. No. No, you can't. Somebody says, Do you have weakness? Not by the grace of God, but I don't know what that person's gonna say about me behind my back. Are you listening to me? I don't know if they're gonna accuse me of doing something that I didn't do. And did you know that these days it's as bad to be accused as it is to do it? Some of you who work in the marketplace, I can't tell you what to do because I'm, I'm not your Lord. I'm not your Savior. I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you this. You better be on alert. And you better be on watch. Because a lot of times in these businesses, you know, they have parties where there's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. And they want to have, you know, Secretary Appreciation Day. <laughs> you know, where the head honcho takes the secretaries out one-on-one. That's an open door. Yeah, you know how we deal with Secretary's Day here? I them. Brenda takes them to lunch. Yeah. Now, I would go, you know, but I'd go with my wife. See, be wise as a serpent. Be harmless as a dove. Establish some margin in your life. You know, if you're too busy to, to, to develop a relationship with your wife, you're just too busy. You know? I mean, what, what good is it to have two, three, four, five million dollars in the bank and have a divorce? You know? Wouldn't it be better to live on a crate And to live on a house down by the river than a mansion out in Blackhawk alone and have your house filled with joy because you had your priorities right. Priorities are extremely important and you need to to build some boundaries around some of these things. You need to build some boundaries. I know I'm preaching all right. Sometimes it takes a while to get warmed up and to get the crowd with you. I understand that. But you've got to build some boundaries around your money. Around your finances. You know there's something out there called identity theft? I was amazed. I was watching television the other night. And it's a proven fact that there are people that hack into your identity and they get your money back from the federal government. They get your tax return back. It's crazy. We live in a crazy world. You've got to build some boundaries around your finances. There's all sorts of institutions out there like LifeLock and different places that you can have, be checking on your credit and be checking on your identity. Make sure that you're safe. Make sure that you're secure. That's right. Use wisdom. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Brendan and I made the decision, no more credit. Amen. But you know what? You've got to build boundaries around that. Yeah. Right. You've got to build a boundary around that. Because you know what happened to those credit cards? When you use them and use them and use them and use them and use them, them, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it can take a whole lifetime to pay it off. Build boundaries around your shopping. (laughs) I better not go there. My boundary is I stay in the car and keep my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) hallelujah there is a safety zone that every one of us are called to live in pray for wisdom use wisdom ask god to show you an area that maybe you're imbalanced in you know all of us are going to be busy all of us are going to have a lot of things to do but the question is is what are we going to be busy doing amen Amen. are we busy doing his plan his priorities his things or have we added just a lot of other things to our lives and to our schedules i believe that there needs to be some pruning that takes place periodically in all of our lives so that we can live a smart balanced life and that we can hear at the end of our race son daughter well done you've been faithful now enter in To the joy of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. I know it was a lot today to say, but somehow, Lord, I'm just trusting you to take the words that have been spoken from your word and from, from my heart and let it lodge deep within the hearts of your people. And I pray today, Lord, that as we look at our schedules, as we look at our lives and as we see things that have gotten out of balance, I pray that you by the power of the Holy Spirit would help us bring our priorities back into balance, Lord. Lord. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, Jesus. I open up my heart. heart. Show me, Lord, Lord. any area in in my life that has been imbalanced. And I'm asking you to help me bring it back back. in in alignment with your Word. I choose to live my life in the safety zone. I thank you, Lord, for the borders of your Word. I've heard the Word today, and I make this declaration that I am a doer, I am a doer, I am a doer of your Word. In Jesus' name, amen.